Welcome to Absolutely Not Sis, the podcast, with your hosts, me, Quartz, and me, Laws. On this potty, we unpack all the things, from navigating your 30s, grief, and self-love, to reviews, pop culture, and what's trending. Throw in some epic guests, some outrageous singing, and you've got yourself your favourite podcast with your new besties. Kia ora, my beautiful friend. Hello there, beautiful girl. How's it going? Oh, we've, we've changed. Okay, okay. It's going good. How are you? I'm feeling good. How about you? I just told you how I feel. <laughs> We're just so excited, you we guys. We are on cloud nine. We're on cloud nine, and I really feel like today we have hit our podcast pinnacle. Oh, we're at the pinnacle. Call me Sir Edmund Hillary. I've hit the bloody top of Mount Everest and I'm I'm about to get down. (laughs) We're about to get down and we are so excited because we, you guys, we've listened from season one who's been the most requested gal in our inbox. I don't want to tell you because I want to try to speak for itself but just take a moment at home to count to three and say it out loud. Everybody. And one, two, three. Here we go. Insert name. I'm just too <laughs> excited. Okay, we're ready. Here comes intro time. We are so excited, everybody, to bring <laughs> you the one and only Ali Fitzgerald, Woo! the radiant soul behind the Instagram sensation, loving Ali's Valley. Just take a moment and take it, soak it all in. Laws is absolutely beaming over here. <laughs> a self-love influencer who radiates positivity and celebrates the beauty of all bodies. Ellie has become a guiding light for individuals on their self-acceptance journey and inspires her followers to prioritise self-care, not take life too seriously and let go of societal expectations. Her entertaining stories and quality posts give us an insight into her world from being an incredible content creator and running her own business called Abiel Fragrance Candles with husband Brett, right through to her health and wellbeing challenges dealing with infertility, endometriosis and migraines. Ellie's content is raw, real and relatable and a page you want to favour on your Instagram feed. We love her her nighttime skin routines, annoying Brett segments and wholesome content with Frank and Flossie. Let's give it up for Ellie. Woo! literally want to make that intro like my bio and Instagram. It's so good. Oh, Do it. Honestly, I've been working on that for a number of weeks now, so I'm so happy that you loved it. We are so stoked. <laughs> We're so stoked to have you, and we know that for us behind the scenes it's been a little bit tricky to get dates, but the girlfriend has been so kind and organised. And flexible. And flexible. She is so flexible, and here we are, so we are so grateful. Oh, so excited. Welcome. Nicely, good things take time. So we got here, ladies, and I'm so excited to be on here with you. Yeah, great things about you. Oh, stop it, stop it. Well, as <laughs> as we were talking um, before record, yeah, this sort of started as our little a little amateur podcast recording on my bed, and we would brainstorm who who would want on the on the show, and it was always oh my god. Imagine if we could get Ellie. Imagine. And, and we'd just first, be like. At first, we were like, oh, never. She absolutely would never. Not. And then we were like, reach for the damn stars, guys. Just reach. And then I reached out in your inbox one day, and then you voice noted back. And I just. She like, lost her mind. Lost it. <laughs> Mine was just blowing in the lounge. My partner's like, are you okay? And I'm like, Sam, just sit down and take a moment what I've got to tell you so yes it, with all of that said we are just so so happy to have you so thanks for making the time 
Yes. So we're going to have a little chin wag with you today, just about the world of LA, um, how you got to where you are, your ins and outs of every day, your amazing business. Like there's so much to cover and we're just so excited. So um, we were kind of talking before we recorded and every one of our listeners knows who Ali's Belly is and where you've come about and we didn't really want to dive too deep into that because you know we know sort of where you've come from and where it's been so I think just in a bit of a nutshell letting people know kind of if you like where you've come from but also just what you're doing now what is Ali Fitzgerald doing now in in your everyday life because you've got so many cool gigs on the go so many amazing brands that you work with your incredible candle business with your husband um, rescuing all your gorgeous animals like there's just so much so you just start wherever you want doll oh I love that well yeah I guess you're right like I've shared my story so many times on like how I I guess started to be on Instagram um, and I love that story uh, I'll cut it real short but like I was losing Ali's belly and I was all about weight loss um, I was I got like I was obsessed with it in a very unhealthy way on how to lose weight and yes I did lose the weight but my mental health and my focus was just purely on losing weight for how I would have looked um, and I went to a documentary called Embrace. It was mm. like the live preview of it in Christchurch. And I met Taryn, who is just the best documentary ever. Like you have to watch it if you guys haven't seen it. It's marked down to watch. Yeah, we, we had heard you talk about it, so we were like, it's on the list. And we need to watch it together as well, I think. Yeah, it's like one of those docos that you watch and you just leave like a little bit speechless because you're like, what the heck, like... It just puts everything into perspective. Like, it's really good. And after the documentary finished, Taryn, who put the doco together, come up and asked me, like, what? I got to meet her, and she was like, what do you do? And I just felt really... um, It didn't sit right with me that I watched this documentary about self-love and how we let our bodies and our image and all of that hold us back. And I was going to say that I posted about losing weight. It just didn't feel right. And from that moment on the drive home, literally with my sister-in-law and my mum, we were like, let's change it. Like, let's change your name to Loving Ellie's Belly. And I did the next day. I did a little photo shoot with my brother-in-law. It was so cringe down our driveway of me, like, running. And he captured it, like, mid-run. And I made it. And I think I did it in Canva. and made, like, a whole new logo. How good. Oh, my gosh. Good times. Yeah. And um, it just sort of changed from there. And um, here we are today. It's been probably seven or eight years now. <gasps> which just seems crazy to say. That is amazing. Um, I didn't even think, like, how long it had been. That's incredible. And I've literally shared probably every aspect of my life for those eight years. uh, Relationships, work life, friends life, um, just navigating all different parts of my life. So I feel like the people that have followed me from the start or near the start have literally grown with me to now this... 31, but 32 tomorrow. Woo woo. Shout out, happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> um, woman that's now married and a business owner, and it's just, it's been a wild ride. It's been awesome. It obviously has its highs and lows, but yeah, that's where I am today. That is so incredible. And if we reflect back on the, you know, from losing to loving, that's like you've changed one letter, and it makes such 
a difference to how people perceive you and your brand and what you were standing for online, you know, like we were all just so obsessed and people still are about the weight loss and, you know, having those accountability pages, which are really good, but it's like, you've got to stick to your truth. And it's like, I, I just want to embrace the self-love, which is so important, eh? Yeah, and I think you're right in saying that. Like, there, it wasn't what I was posting that was wrong. It was that it just wasn't me. And I felt like I was trying to do it for the wrong reasons. And I yeah, it just didn't feel authentic at all. And um, it, you're right, one change of a letter and it changed drastically into like a whole new brand. And I'm so thankful I did that because I truly feel like I would have just stayed stuck in that rut of trying to be someone who I wasn't. And I, I that's just not me. I just can't, I wouldn't be able to do that for eight years. Yeah. What did it feel like, if you can think back that far, for the coming months of changing, like, your perspective of yourself, really, and, like, how you wanted to share that on the internet, did you find, like, it quite liberating, or did you find lots of people that weren't quite sure about it, or were you finding people that were like, this is so great to see or how did you feel about that once you made that change because I feel like it's easy to be like yep I said that and then I just moved forward but did you have to do a little bit of mental work for yourself to really get yourself out of the habits of what you were doing and like you said your posts were fantastic and still really um, amazing but you changed your direction a bit so what did that feel like in those months after you kind of made that change? good question because I remember there was this um, guy that followed me and he was an awesome follower of losing Ali's belly and he was very motivated on a mission to lose weight and he's an incredible job at looking after himself and doing his mission and then when I changed to loving Ali's belly it was probably about three weeks into it and my post just overnight did just change they went from like super healthy to KFC basically and he messaged and was just like I will always support what you do but I'm just going to have to unfollow because it's too tempting for the lifestyle that he was trying to do and I remember getting that message being like oh shit have I like upset a lot of people um that were following me for like that first year of being losing Ali's belly but then I just had to work on my core and know that the messaging that I was putting out was more important I felt um, for younger women because I had a lot of young women at that time follow me I wanted to just be a bit of a break in the internet for them because there was enough people doing that Mm. healthy lifestyle and weight loss stuff I just wanted to be someone different and I wish I had that when I was younger so yeah it was quite a transition but we got there in the end yeah and I think like remembering as well that you can't be accountable for other people's journeys right so like you have to post and good for him to be like hey like he didn't didn't have to announce it but just being like stepping back it's not going to serve me I'm just going to move on but yeah like you can't be accountable for all the people that follow you you know that's not your job your job is to live your life and be authentic to yourself and I think that's so amazing that like it happened so quickly and now look at your journey and just so so like I don't know how many times I feel like you probably would agree Laura that you've posted something that I've gone oh my god you look incredible and then I'm like I could do that why don't I do that like why don't I wear my togs at the beach or why don't I just like feel good about myself when like Ellie's doing it and she looks outrageously great Mm -hmm. I can look at your body and praise it to the high like the high above but like if I look at myself I can't give myself that so I think like what you're doing is so helpful because it just reminds us actually like 
everybody is amazing no matter what everybody every actual physical body is unique we don't have to be a certain shape color size scale like you know measurements anything you've really just paved the way for just embracing yourself it's not because you know this is what other people are doing on the internet or this is what you're seeing in magazines it's this is me and some of your posts I think they were towards the end of last year maybe where you were down at the beach and you're just like hi here I am I'm wearing a bikini because I want to wear a bikini like there doesn't need to be anything because of this and do this and you know embrace this it's like I'm just a woman in a bikini what's the big deal you know and it was like these short little reels and I was like fuck yes like you just you've paved that way you've created that self-love in women that has been missing for so long and I feel like it's so important especially like your little niece that you have on your your page um I always think how incredible like you're just such a role model for her and all of her friends and the next generations to be like if you love yourself, if you're confident, you know, that can be hard to get to as well. It's still a journey for a lot of us. Yeah, but it's just, but it's not even about the appearance though, Ellie. Like you just embrace your quirkiness, your outrageous oh God, sense of humor. So funny. You're a natural performer. Like you just take the piss out of yourself, out of the, the, your loved ones and around you, and you're just unapologetically yourself. Like, I'll just the the funniest one your most recent one is when you just got in the camera and you're like I've had enough I've got to get rid of these knickers and I just (laughs) those undies and it was one of the best like reels or posts I'd seen all bloody year I was like that isn't you couldn't get more relatable and so many comments like I feel the same I think I commented like I have this pair of undies why do I keep wearing them but just little things like that just little insights and little snippets into your life just to show that you are a normal down-to-earth real girl and it it like just means a lot to us <laughs> you know like you've you've, yeah. you've helped me in so many ways for sure I think it goes to show that like one of the things I try to put across is that we are all the same but yet we treat each other like we're all so different and like a prime example could be that undie that undie reel of like hey it's just the end of the day and you just want to strip off those uncomfortable undies that you don't know why you keep wearing them but you keep wearing them we all do it we all have similarities but yet we can be so nasty to talk towards each other especially woman to woman um so trying to just make it that we are all the same and that we're all going through the same things and that every day each of us no matter how confident we are we will have days where we just feel like shit or we just Mm. don't feel confident or we all go through that but yet we can be so nasty to each other so just trying to break that barrier as well as being like hey I'm online and I'm putting myself out there I'm not perfect none of us are so let's just have fun and embrace each other as we are yeah that's that's those are the key words have fun yeah and just embrace it and embrace each other like there's just no time for the trolls and the pulling women down that's what really bugs me on pages is when you see other women tearing other women down you know the males that come on and wave their things around and try and be you know high honchos and this and that and you're like "Mm, just go away when it's the woman though that really strikes me one thing I remember you posting not so recently but you kind of posted I I think it was a video or maybe it was actually it might have been a picture with a caption and it was about um infertility and you kind of were having a bit of a conversation about how you were viewing some things and how it felt as someone who was struggling to get pregnant and as someone who has had a baby I could read that from your perspective with empathy and I could understand what you were saying. Other people are so 
other women are so quick to be like, yeah, but like, just because it's their, you know, like, just because it's their experience doesn't mean it has to be, and you're like, stop comparing and just take it out of the equation and read it for what it means. Take social media out and read it for what it means. And people are just so quick to be on that keyboard to give you a piece of their mind. I'm like, move on. Just like, read it, respect it, write it, or, or don't write anything, you know? like oh, I like that. Read it, respect, respect it, it, write it. What <laughs> Read it, respect it, write it down and move yeah, on. Heard it here you first. know what I'm saying? Yeah, how do you deal with that, Ellie? Like, how and do you... you were being really good. Like, you were having some pretty good, um, like, you were having some, like, healthy debate with people about it. There were people writing things and were like, hey, but have you thought about it like this? And it's like, yeah, but can we not just take someone's feelings and let them sit in the universe and let them feel that. And if it, if it sits well with you or if you feel the same or if it, it opens your mind, like, comment. Mm. If not, there's no reason. Just let it be, you know? Just total off. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one to navigate. I actually just had a friend round before and we were talking about how, you know, if, when I first started Instagram, there was no way I would ever expect to end up with depression because I got diagnosed with depression, it was almost a year ago. And it's definitely come down to being online and putting my life online and um, receiving a lot of the trolls that can come with it and the negative feedback every day. Sometimes you feel like no matter what you do, you just aren't pleasing anyone. And I'm a major people pleaser. Like, I just want everyone to like me. And I know they're not going to like me because, I mean, gosh, we don't like everyone. Relatable. So yeah. Like yeah. We feel you, sis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just trying to, um, it was like with that post that you're referring to, I've always wanted it to be a place that regardless of what your views are or your thoughts or opinions, I want it to be a safe space if it's done respectfully. And I'm so open for people being respectful about things that they may not agree with or correcting me on things. But then there is the ones where you're just like, oh my gosh, like, wow, there's so much anger and hurt in this person to be anonymously saying these things and it's that's the hard part to navigate but I've got it in a good place now I just don't read anything I don't waste my time on that stuff because I know my truth and I'm not that person online saying negative things to other people exactly so I'd rather be that person mm. on the side of the internet mm, I like that Ellie and you touched on your um your depression do you think getting you through these sort of hard times around that with the online presence did you go to any sort of counseling or did you get any ex like outside help or um, I think you mentioned you went on medication and it really helped like how did you sort of work through that once you had your depression diagnosis so before I got um, diagnosed I spoke with my family we're a very very close open family oh my goodness we talk about everything and anything there's no That's secrets here so beautiful um, and obviously Brett as well and my friends and they could see a major difference in in me because I am quite a very bubbly uh person like I'm always quite on intense <laughs> yeah I'm always on and I just wasn't I was so flat and I couldn't work out what it was and I finally booked to go to the doctor who I changed doctors a few years ago and he's incredible and he just asked me all these questions and he was like, you've got two options, either quit your job or go on medication. And I got put on antidepressants and it's been the best thing. It's just stabilized me. Yeah. Um, and made me not get so deeply hurt about some things. I still will naturally get hurt and have our down days because that's normal, but not as bad and as low as I was before. So speaking about it was probably my biggest therapy though I haven't gone to counseling because I, I'm very fortunate that I can just chat to my mm. 
obviously Brett and my family. So I just talked the living ears off them saying how shit I felt and <laughs> We feel, yeah. That's so important as well, just something to touch on and to just applaud your bravery because a lot of people do hide that side of their life, you know, and, and forget that there's so many different parts to us. And we've talked about it on a podcast episode with one of our previous guests that there's so many different parts to us. And, and she taught us about the beauty of duality because... Um, our podcast stems from we've both lost parents so it kind of stemmed from grief and mental health and then it merged into something a little bit brighter and we still touch on it but it was this this guest taught us about duality and that you can be really really happy bubbly Ally, bubbly Laura bubbly Courtney but you can also feel really really sad and like that's okay and you can have these these opposing feelings but just accepting them and for you coming onto your platform such a public space with so many incredible followers and some idiots um, <laughs> and just saying this is me I've been diagnosed this is what I've done this is the action I've taken and you would have helped so many people out there like I bet you've had so many people that have thought wow everyday people but people that you know put you on a pedestal because you've got this incredible job and they they love to look at people through these romantic lens you know like she's got the husband and this and that but the flip side is you come on you tell us how you're how you're struggling um and what you did to do to fix that and I just think that's incredibly admirable and definitely something that helped me last year when I was kind of feeling a bit down and out so thank you again this is just a thanks Ali episode a, yeah, this is just a words of affirmation for Ali yeah. podcast oh that is one of your love languages eh? yeah is that one of your love languages you just put up the other day about was yours words of affirmation I say it to Brett because Brett's was his love language, his lowest one was words of affirmation. And my lowest was acts of service, but that's his highest. So our love languages is just totally cooked. Um, <laughs> and that's why he'll cook like meals and that's his way of like showing love where I'm just like, sweet, he cooked a feed. Like, tell me why I'm amazing. Tell me you love me. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I show it to you. Like, not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Show and tell. Show and tell. So, um, you I go. I was going to say, speaking of some show and tell, should we play a little game? Oh, my God, yes. Let's so play a little game. We're just going to throw in a random little game in there called um, This or That, you know. This or that. This or that. I'll say one thing or the other, and you just answer with whatever vibes with you. So, here we go. Uh, flat white or herbal tea? Brett's potatoes or Brett's hot chockies? Ooh. Tough, eh? <laughs> That's a hard... Mm, okay, I'm going to have to go for the hot chocolate. <gasps> oh, controversial. I thought you were going to go taties. Brett's taties. Hot chockies wow. for the win. Um, crew neck sweater or hoodies? Hoodies. Clay mask or sheet mask? Depends on my mood. Mm. It really depends on my mood. If I'm like in a rush, I'll do a sheet mask. But if I've got time to like do the whole zen motion, I'll do clay. Was it you sheet masking on an aeroplane? <laughs> Changed my world. I went to America and I was so mad that I didn't bring a sheet mask on the aeroplane. I was like, I've wasted 12 hours. Oh, it's the best most smartest thing I've ever done. Brett looked at me and he was like, what the hell is on your face? And I was like, just trust me, Brett. I am in a total zen mode on the aeroplane. I just look like the biggest bougie baby. She's going to glow. She's hydration station. <laughs> what about girls take like their full-on LED masks? Like, and um, I've seen them do their hair curls. They do the wrap around their head. And so when they come off the plane, they just pull it out and they're flowing and luscious. <sighs> How glam is that? Um, love. Work there. 
Reckon. I just roll off like a smelly little potato, and I'm oh. like, get me in an uh, get me in an airport shower if I can get one. It's disgusting. Straight away. Um, Love Island or Selling Sunset? Love Island. Yeah, I knew it. uh, Knee high boots or ankle boots? Mm. I am vibing a bit of a knee high boot at the moment, Mm. but I have got a lot of ankle boots, so that one's fifty fifty. Depends on the outfit. Yes, did love your merchant content. You did with all your boots. Thinking of your boots when you're uh, the merchant content. Yes. Um, Popping a pimple or letting it brew? Popping. Oh. Nothing like a good. I could pop. Yeah, oh, I love a pop. I could watch those videos of people popping. Same. Like, what about the blackhead ones? And it's like the, the old scraper. men noses and they just get the scrapers and they're just scraping and it's just all these little squirmies <laughs> coming out. It's so satisfying. My favourite thing about TikTok is when you're watching a pimple popping one and you go into the comments and it goes, oh, we know it's bedtime when the pimple popping videos come on <laughs> and we're all just lying in bed watching <laughs> pimple poppers. I'm like, that is absolutely accurate. Oh, my God. Gross. Um... Wicked Wings or Original Recipe? She's a wiki gal. Um, A cheeky cocktail or a glass of red wine? Red. A red. Pinot Noir or Merlot? Yeah. Whatever's cheapest. Yeah, (laughs) that's the way. What's cheapest red wine? Yeah. Hi there, I'll just take the house red. I don't care what it is. Just make it cheap. (laughs) Um, Drying the dishes or letting them drip dry? Oh, drip dry. Drip dry. Uh, summer fashion yeah. or winter fashion? Winter. Oh, my gosh. Winter fashion is just my all-time favourite. I love being able to layer, eh? Yes. Layering up yeah. the jackets love and the it. hoodies. Um, and sunrise or sunset? Can you hear Frank? He's finally joined the party. Sorry. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Frank is um, in the building. Frank? What are you doing, Frank? Frank, darling, do come up here and say hello. <laughs> do come and say hello, because there's nothing worse than when you can't say hello. Um, I'm going to take him over to mum. The joy's living at our parents. We just drop the dog over there, and I can't wait till we have a kid to just drop the kid over oh, there. Oh, well. honestly, oh. Having, a, having a nana or a granddad, that is so helpful. That 100%. So helpful. Well, that was our little game of this or that. And speaking of, if you were um, happy to touch a little bit on your infertility or fertility journey, I hate, I shouldn't have said infertility, but you've opened up a little bit about that online again, which I think is so amazing. I've got a lot of friends close to my heart that have gone through the same sort of thing. So where are you guys at with that? Um, has it always been something on your sort of radar? Um, and yeah, any insights you have around the really challenging world of trying to fall pregnant that is so challenging and you know when I was younger even like in my mid-20s there was no way I dreamed of having kids or getting married it just wasn't my thing that I wanted but as soon as I met Brett I've just never wanted to be married and have a kid more and I didn't think that we would run into the issues of falling pregnant because none of my friends have had any issues. In fact, no one around me really has had issues, so it's not been something I've thought about. And I feel like at school, you just get taught, if you have sex, you're going to fall pregnant, so don't have sex. So you kind of got it ingrained in you that, like, it's just so easy when it's not. It is so hard, and, like, the chances to fall pregnant are so slim. But we've been trying since our wedding, so it's been a year and a half now. Um, I just had my endo surgery to hopefully help towards that. And we've got a few more tests to do before we go to the fertility clinic in July. So 
fingers crossed that we will be able to it looks like we will probably have to do IUI which I'm still learning about I don't Mm. understand any of this stuff I'm just learning it as I go yeah it's all so, so new for people and you're so right at school they just teach you here's a banana here's a condom chuck that on and don't have sex or you will get pregnant it's like in Mean Girls when he's like don't have sex or you'll die don't have sex in the military position don't have sex standing up just don't do it and then he's like everyone take a rubber like that is literally what it's like and you're like can we get some like actual insight about actual life like that would be really helpful about consent about pleasure yeah. about fertility there's so many things they missed yeah. out on teaching us but yeah, especially, yeah, the IUI and the IVF and how much money it costs and how much there is not subsidised by the government because, is a whole other thing. Because you have endometriosis, that classes as like a, what do you call it, like a pre-existing thing. Will you, I mean, this is personal so you don't have to share, but do you think you'll um, qualify for any um, monetary like support? Because that would be really handy. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're telling me. Especially after the costs of this endosurgery, I yeah. just had, I was like, how are we going to afford like mm. if we had to do IVF how are we going to afford it it's so expensive and I understand it's like a massive like gift to be able to be pregnant that way but like discount would be good wouldn't it but um a discount looks 50 like, off <laughs> it looks like so far we would qualify for quite a few points towards it just from some other tests that we've had done and I was actually saying to my friend before how it's interesting because I'm a rural oversharer. I will share anything and anything in my life. I've always been like that. But this journey involves Brett, and he is so private, not a fan of social media, um, just a man that is, keeps a lot of the things to just between his close friends and family. And this journey is us together, and I want to share, like, every part of it, but I have to take into account that he doesn't. So it's been quite... A, um, I guess navigating road in the last like since my surgery when we found out some results that I want to share everything but I have to respect Brett as well and um, the journey that we're going through together with it so um, yeah it's Mm. just so much navigation to like work (laughs) through so many emotions yeah huge emotions and um, I guess it's that feeling of like do you find it have you found it difficult in the past because you do you find it hard because you don't want to get your hopes up or do you kind of have hope every time you know you've checked the the stick and you're like this is going to be the one or is it quite hard to remain positive because obviously it's a year and a half is a long time um and that's mentally that's really mentally draining on a person and a couple you know like that's something you both really want yeah and there's been so many times that I almost convince myself that I'm pregnant I'll be like oh that chicken smells funny I'm pregnant mm. and then I get so excited about the small oh I'm feeling a bit sick today or oh I'm tired or I'll stand in the mirror and I'll like push my tummy out and be like that's definitely bigger than what it was before I'm pregnant and you go through all these emotions of like the highs and lows but I feel like now I'm just I'm I feel like we're just waiting to go to the fertility clinic and do that process and I'm trying not to get my hopes up in yeah. plane. Yeah. I kind of just walk on it, which is bad, but... Yeah. Yeah. Did they, um, so yes, your endometriosis journey, has that been quite a big one? Has that been something more sort of recent in your adult years? And did they say that what they found in your most recent surgery, has that been holding up? getting pregnant for the last year and a half or what they found has not had any interference with that or yeah did they give you any sort of insight 
So I got diagnosed with endo when I think I was about 15, 16. Oh my um, gosh, Ellie, that's such a long time ago, you poor thing. That's like 15 that's half years. Your life. Yeah, that's insane. But I was really fortunate that I had, um, my parents always recognised that every time I was having a period, because I got my period when I was 11, I just can't even fathom that, like, oh my gosh, 11, I'm still a baby. Yeah, 100%, like, how are you meant to bring a baby into the world? Like, that's essentially what your body's telling you, like, you're ready to be a mom. (laughs) Like, what? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, But I, yeah, I... Every time I was having my period, I was having to leave school and mum and dad would have to come pick me up and I was just in so much pain and they were actually the ones to recognise that I needed to like look further into it, which I'm so fortunate that my parents did that and we went to my doctor and she was bad at it, like she was basically telling me I'm just being overreactive and gave me painkillers and I was like, this is next level pain, like I can't be at school Um, and my parents took me to go see a gynecologist and that's when I got diagnosed so young which a lot, I'm actually quite fortunate because a lot of people don't get diagnosed until way later down life and they've gone through so many years mm. of pain but I then got my first endosurgery not long after that um, and then I had another one when I was in my early 20s and then this was my third one and my endo this time was level one so very low um, and they don't believe it's got any impact on the fertility journey. So that was positive for me to hear because for ages I was like, it's 100% my fault, it's my endo, Ugh, like just blamed me. Mm. Um, so it was quite reassuring to hear that my endo isn't part of this journey. Like I can just kind of put that behind me for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Isn't it crazy to think how much women go through from A, getting your period so young to then all the symptoms every month like trying to navigate your little life and then you get to the point of wanting to have children and we go through all the struggles with fertility some women are really lucky and some women have this incredible journey like challenging journey and it's just so cooked eh? like I mean men like love you take our hats off but wow you've got an easy ride eh? (laughs) right yeah right exactly a very easy ride (laughs) they just they just turn up get the deed done and you know hope for the best really yeah. don't they yeah it's a crazy time and so your um first couple of endo surgeries did they find much then was it quite severe or yeah my first one was really, really severe and then my second one I think that was maybe was it early four stages of yeah one endo, to four yeah. yeah I think um the third one I was like a level two or three um, but uh, just thinking about it now, like, man, stuff like that impacts so much of your life, doesn't it? Because like you mentioned before, I also suffer from migraines. So I was always off school. I was literally barely ever at school because I was either off my migraines or off with my periods. And I'm just having like a moment now where I'm like, gee, no wonder I'm not yeah. smart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. More like, I didn't need it at all. Look at me now. I didn't need it. But yeah, with the migraines as well, oh my God, I don't know, I don't have anyone in my sort of world that suffers migraines. And I've had a migraine once in my whole life and it was the worst thing that ever happened and I bawled my eyes out and I felt so sick. And so when I watched you share you starting to have a migraine and go downhill and having to get someone to come and pick you up and what it looks like, I just thought that is just horrific that you have to go through that multiple times like at, at any time eh? it can just yeah like I can be like 
feeling all good like life's great i'm happy like all fine and then all of a sudden i'll just get the i can never say the word it's like aura and it's like the vision in the corner of your eye and i just know i've got up to half an hour before i just have to be in bed and they're the worst things am i like i've I've had them my first migraine was nine years old Um, and they thought they i was triggered by them because of chocolate because i smashed we were on the (laughs) way to like an easter holiday and mum and dad didn't know that i was eating all the easter eggs me and my brother's easter eggs in the back of the car and then i had my first migraine they were like oh it's triggered by chocolate we're never celebrating easter again and i was like sorry savages absolute savages so for like my first part of my years with it, I was like, oh, I just avoid chocolate. But honestly, anything can trigger me. Anything. If I don't sleep enough or if I sleep too much, stress or, oh, gee, you name it, I'll get a migraine. Yeah, that must be awful. And you posted once, I think you were in the car and you were about to go and record with Olive next to you. That's your doggy's name, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And you were about to record and then your eyes and you just see you like trying to focus on stuff. And it was so like educational you posting that because I didn't even know that was something people with migraines go through. And that's sort of the first sort of sign that something's coming. And then you reposted like, I'm good, I got this. But the next slide was like, I'm here to raise awareness around migraines because so many people suffer. It's kind of like endo. It's like that silent killer that people aren't really, I shouldn't say killer, that's extreme. But, you know, people don't really discuss it as... Yeah, is and I guess it's like you know we get that thing where people are like I had a migraine. You're like, did you? Or just a really bad headache? Because a migraine <laughs> is like a whole nother. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. A whole nother level away. And my sister-in-law, I mean, she's had to like pick me up. My mum suffers from them as well, and she's had to like drive us all the times when we've had migraines. And uh, it wasn't until I shared my reel recently where I was showing what it's like to have a migraine, and I shared the visual effect of it and everything that she said to my mum, I have only just now realised how bad these are. I just thought it was a bad headache. And that's my sister-in-law who's helped us through many migraines. And I, it made me feel good to know that at least I've helped. Like, I had a lot of husbands message me saying that their wives suffer from migraines. Wow. It was good for them to see like what, what they're dealing with because it is very high on women to get them. Mm. I don't know if that's like because of the hormones or something or periods because I get them each month with my period too yeah that's so interesting and something again people need to be aware of so you can you know support people if you've got them in your in your circle because sometimes you do like with those things that people don't often talk about you do just kind of feel a little bit alone in it and I think when I like started on my endo journey I had like one or two friends from my girl group at school with endo but then no one really else and there wasn't yeah I didn't really know anywhere to turn to um but now everyone just it's so great that movement of women are just talking so much more about periods, fertility, pleasure, you know, like Morgan Penn, the sexologist, like she's on every platform. Isn't she amazing? Just like empowering women to love yourself and about pleasure and consent. And there's so many bigger topics out there that are now not so taboo, which is really cool that people mm. do feel comfortable to discuss. Definitely. Yeah have come a very long way online and that's because there's so many wonderful people with all different walks of life like just sharing their their everything and it just makes everyone not feel so less alone and like you feel you can watch the story and be like my gosh 
someone like me like it just makes you feel less alone and I love that yeah definitely and speaking of um social media and accounts to follow I mean you're totally up there and most of our listeners if not all of them's probably top five on the old favorites you know you go do the star who who are some of yours that you kind of want to shout out or, or some that you'd like to share that make you feel really good on your page because you know yourself will talk about you know surround yourself with people that make you feel good and make sure your your feeds are really positive and stuff that makes you feel good about yourself so who, who are those people for you I've got three that come like to the top of my head instantly the first one is obviously Riley who was previously healthy chick I just feel like she has slayed the game with self-love and now she's got to a point where she'll just post a picture and she won't even need to that she's just a beautiful woman, curvy woman in a bikini. She just doesn't mention it now. And I think that's really inspiring. And I think that will be a big change coming where we don't have to justify why we're in a bikini. So I love following her. The other one would be dedicated Kate. She's another Australian and she's so good. I just love her. She's just like, she's in my favourites. I'm just obsessed with her. And then Nally London. I think that's her name. Ooh. She's from london ironically um she's awesome i need to send you guys her page because her videos are real inspiring and empowering and she'll just do reels of like our stretch marks and then we'll show it the earth and like the different cracks and and how we are so much like earth and like she's just so inspiring you would love her i think have you shared one something of hers on your page before yeah yeah I think I went down a real deep rabbit hole on her page and it was really mind-blowing stuff yeah I need to go follow her yeah and Riley oh my god incredible you and her are like some of my oldest accounts that I've followed and she as you said slaying the game like just went to Japan was it and hanging out with was it Jean-Paul was it Gautier like oh my gosh and now she's just in like Paris just oh. eating croissants. Oh my god! Like she looks so cute in every fit, and you're, that's right. She's just posting stuff. No more disclaimer. No more warning. No more. This is me sitting at the beach because I love myself. This is just hi. Here I am. Tag your location. Put up a cocktail emoji. We don't need to keep disclaiming. And like Courtney said before. You guys aren't responsible for people. You can't take accountability for people. So all you can keep doing is putting out your posts, putting out your content and letting people receive it, you know, and just keep being authentic to yourself because that's what people love. Like um, I went, I don't know how I ended up on your Facebook page way back in the day when you would put up the funniest, <laughs> the funniest, like doing the whap dance on your bed, um, oh my god! I'll never get over the one where you do the Alice for the way you look at me and you make your body into oh, letters. Yes. I've watched that so many times; it will never not be funny to me. <laughs> like so it's just the funny. Like obviously, you share so much great, inspiring content, but girl, that is my that's the cherry on the top content for me. And we like okay, this is this is a sad situation, but when you fell in the ditch and broke your arm. <laughs> Oh, I've, wa- I've so gone good. back and watched that so many times for pure enjoyment because I'm like, it is like such a painful experience for you, but it's hilarious. Like the slow mo, <laughs> the repetition, like the repetition of it. Like so good. 
believe me and mum was like because we were all just obviously drinking and mum was like yeah he had the plaster and panadol and i was like why is no one calling me <laughs> oh that's so I good i just never got over that video it's, it's just amazing some of my all-time classic go back and laugh is your wisdom teeth removal <laughs> It is some of the best content of all time. And I got mine out. I think I messaged you as well and you messaged back. But I got mine out. I got three out. So my partner and I thought that I was going to be super tripped out like you. But I got something different. Because I said to my anaesthetist or whatever, when I wake up, am I going to just be tripping balls? He's like, no, because we're not giving you X. We're giving you Y. (laughs) And my partner was so gutted because he wanted to record me. But yours was just so... You're like, Mum, what's this? It's set my period. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. And I remember trying to put my lip balm on and I was rubbing up my chin and I swore that was my lip. It's yeah, like, oh, and at the gosh, start you were like, you were like, it just happened so fast, they just fell out. <laughs> yeah, I was so nice, just stroking my arm. Like, I watched that and I laughed at myself. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Because you're just so, so far gone, eh? It's so you were just, I hope that you can somehow save all these videos outside of that and put them on a drive because when you're so, like, when you and Brett are sitting there and you're, like, in your 70s or whatever, how fun to sit there and just scroll back all these hilarious yeah. videos of how much fun you guys had and yeah. all the silly stuff. Like, that's the memories, and I just love it. And just, yeah, how much joy you bring everyone every day. It's like I just do a very mundane, boring office job full-time, and Courtney's an incredible uh, teacher for little new entrants. <laughs> and just the contrast in jobs, like, you guys get to bring joy to people every day. Like, how cool is that? Like, you literally make people's days and, like, make a difference. And I imagine with being online and in that influencer space, like... The love you must get, like it must just out be able to outweigh all the trolls and the negative stuff at times. I'm sure you've had, you know, those challenging times, but yeah, like you just bring so much joy to people's life. Like, does that feel like a quite a heavy responsibility or more of an honor and a privilege, or is it kind of that duality thing? You feel both? Like, where do you feel and sit with that? Definitely an honor. Like, ever since I was little, I have been a show pony like me and my dad are the little entertaining people of our family we will put on a show if you want us to like I've just been brought up to embrace like that weirdness side to me and ever since I was in school I did drama and I just it's such a privilege to now have that as a job like it just doesn't seem I obviously went into the online spaces just to share my life um and now that it's turned into a full-time thing and I work with brands that I just could never have dreamed of working with. It's just so surreal, just from being me. And like I said to you before, I made a wee joke about how, no wonder I'm dumb, because I was barely ever at school. But I literally said this to Brett the other night. I was like, I am really unsmart. Like, I am not smart at all. <laughs> but my creative side of me and my personality has got me to where I am. And it's quite cool to know that, you know, that breaking that stigma is of you got to do well at school and then you must go to uni to do well in life that it actually just being you and using your talents and whatever that is it, that can get you far and that's quite a cool feeling yeah at school as well when you get those parents that come to you and say well like how are they doing and like why are they behind and why don't they know this I'm always like I was the drama kid I did tourism I did photography those were my subjects I didn't excel in any other area I'm pretty sure I failed my maths or whatever like who knows um but 
it's like not the be all and end all. Like I think if you're a kind person, if you're a nice person, if you're a go-getter, if you believe in yourself, you've got a growth mindset, you're like, it might not be good now, but I'll do it better later. That's what's going to get you far and be a good person. Like who cares if you, like if you can do algebra or whatever, if you want to go and work for NASA, good for you. Like NASA the hell out of your life, you know, like shoot some rockets into space, like good for you. <laughs> but you know, for the rest of us that are just regular, regular people that just love a good, like have a laugh on a stage and bring joy to your friends or whatever, that itself is a fantastic skill to have. Yeah. And being creative is smart. It's a different, whole different portion of your brain activating, and you like that a lot of people can't use and don't know how to use. So, girl, you is very smart. You're very smart, Ellie. He's a very smart girl. <laughs> I'd be creative, smart. <laughs> 100%. I so know how you feel, though. Like, I'll say to my partner so much, like, and I say to him, like, I'm not sad about this, but I'm just expressing that, like, I'm just not intellectual. Like, I'm just mm. not in that realm. I'm not really that book smart either like if when we watch the chase before the news i don't know a lot of those answers and sometimes i'm like laws you've got to shape up sis and then other times i'm like i have strengths in many other places (laughs) you know (laughs) just be good at what you're good at and leave the chase questions to other people you're like yeah i can sing the entire song from lizzie mcguire um finale like that's a talent that is amazing 100 percent. i can rap all of you know lil kim's um verse in christina aguilera can't hold us down and and i'm happy about that and can you like you know (laughs) yeah it's just embracing who we are I know what you mean and like it's like with our business how Brett is so smart and it actually like baffles me you could just ask him a maths equation and he'll just say it like he could go on the chase like he's that type of person and I just sometimes we're sitting there and we're doing like work together and I'm like I can't do what you're doing. He's like, yeah, but I can't do what you're doing. And that's why we work so well together because I'll do the creative visual stuff and he'll do the real smarty, smarty stuff. And it's worked. And now we've got a business of two just different people that have managed to use their skills in different ways. Well, you've actually like done the best thing in business. You've taken each other's strengths and rolled with it, haven't you? Um, speaking of business, tell us a little bit about um, the amazing candles that you produce. Tell us about what got you into it in the first place. Tell us how it's going. Tell us about the popular scents. I know that they pop up the, the Harry time. Styles. Yes, the Harry Styles. But yeah, give us, a little, <laughs> give us a rundown on the candles. I'd love to hear about the candles. Oh, I'll tell you about the candles. So <laughs> the candles were a suggestion for my brother. So my family business is in Manuka Honey. So um obviously a byproduct of the honey is beeswax and he said to Brett one day like you should make candles from the beeswax like it's such a beautiful product and it just goes to waste like utilize it and we were like that's true next thing Brett like oh he just whipped that into action and he started making like testing candles we tested and tested so many candles like in our old flat in Queenstown on the stove much to our landlord's disgust um and we just yeah all of a sudden he was like right here's the launch date and I was like Brett that's like two months away we haven't got a play or anything he's like yep we're going with it I was like okay so we just literally went ahead with it and launched it no idea what we were doing like business is just a whole nother level it's so hard and especially like so hard now but yeah we just smashed that within a year and a half of us being together we were in business together and that was such a interesting like journey to go through because you've gone from like lovers to business partners yeah. still been lovers but you know candles <laughs> and yeah 
So now we've got a range of 10 candles. Um, we are rebranding soon, which is really exciting. But Do you mean um, name or look or...? bit of everything so Ooh. we're changing to a bell which is Ellie and Brett mixed together um, I love that change the way they look the size we're just going completely bespoke so like fragrances that you just can't buy off the shelf ones that we've completely formulated ourselves so <sighs> it's really exciting we've got my sister-in-law working for us and then another mum as well Amazing. How quick has that grown? You've really put so much time and effort and energy into creating this and so cool that you're like, okay, we're we've like done out our part to get ourselves out there and we've got these amazing things, but let's like plus one it and be even more amazing and change it and like to have your own bespoke amazing sense. How cool. That's exciting. Wanna be more luxe. Like we saw a bit of a gap in the market of there's beautiful candles out there and then there's the real extreme candles. We kinda wanted to be that luxe in between brand mm. where oh it's just so exciting. We got our first um like box sample the other day and it is so bougie. We we just felt too bougie. How like, fun. Oh, it's, got, it's got really so, so from cool. your existing range, what would be your big top seller? Like your top seller of the existing range that you have currently going? Definitely the tobacco and vanilla. Oh my gosh, Brett's even given me a thing to show you guys. Look, <gasps> oh. A oh my gosh, it's oh, beautiful. Oh, that's Brett's stunning. <gasps> oh my gosh. Get out of here. That is very light. Look at that colorway as well. Yeah, that color is incredible. Stunning. <laughs> just just casually. I just can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so and nice. And then what's been your favorite scent of the, the existing range that you have? caramel latte it's like oh i love it so much it's just so yum i'm real i'm a real sweet tooth candle person like if it's vanilla or caramel or like something bakery like our spice apple pie we used to oh yes that was so good yeah and did you have um the french pear ones at your wedding did you say yeah, God, that's such a cool idea to have candles too. And you know what? As soon as you said French pear, I was like, that is so the direction that I thought when you when I saw your wedding that you shared, like all the pictures, I was like, that is the scent. Like that pears. That's it. French pear. Beautifully. Yeah. Like that is so. The French pear yeah, pears. The French pear pears. That's so cool. Oh my gosh, we can't wait then to see your new direction and like what's going to come soon. How exciting. That's so cool. <laughs> How fun has it been talking to Ellie, by the way? Oh my God, absolute dreams made. I'm so excited. I just love how um, you're just lighting up, but also how great is she? She is such a bloody um, amazing person and so easy to talk to. Just so open and real and raw and we're just so excited because, guys, next week we can bring you part two. So if you thought, oh, that just finished all of a sudden, don't you worry. We have continued our chat with Ellie and we are going to bring a part two for you guys, carrying on talking about her relationship with Brett, um, so many more amazing chats and of course a game of Absolutely Not Sis. Absolutely and she just got right on in on that so we are so <laughs> excited to share this with you so be sure to tune in next week our friends. Yay, see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Absolutely Not Sis, the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Absolutely Not Sis, the podcast underscore to keep up to date with all our episodes, events and more. Thanks for listening, darlings.